Welcome back to another episode of Unpack That with Brie and Kat. Hello. <laughs> so today we are going to be discussing what to expect when you're expecting. Gym edition. Yeah. <laughs> we hope that you guys were expecting <laughs> no to be pregnant. something else. <laughs> but we wanted to discuss, since we haven't done... Anything fitness. Related, yeah, we've done yeah. absolutely nothing fitness and we are very active fitness goers so it's like our whole thing and it's literally like, like minute, we've covered none of that only personality trait is yeah. that i go to the gym and we've done absolutely nothing we've neglected the hell out of it we covered literally everything yeah. else but the gym yeah so, so here we go we're finally getting into it yeah so we'll start with this one yeah so we wanted to kind of talk to more so the people that are getting into fitness seriously and kind of like what to expect and things that we've gone through and that type of stuff. Because um, I feel like I didn't know this when I first started going to the gym and when I first started taking it seriously. So we think that it would be good to kind of just pull from our experiences. So if you are looking on like getting into the gym seriously, um, you kind of have like a heads up from some experienced. Yeah. A lot of changes in, in just one year of yeah deciding to kind of take it from lifestyle to and, and and even if you're starting from the beginning and then, you know, as you progress, you're going to get more serious. So it, it's really from any starting point um, and just what to expect as you get further into it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, and it, like as you take it more seriously, too. So. All right. So the first one that we have on the dock for today is what to expect with your daily habits. So take it away. I'll start us off. Um so with your daily habits, there's a lot of little things that add up to one big thing. So most people aren't really conscious about their daily food intake, their water intake. And so those two things are really important when it comes to fitness, especially if you're taking it seriously. You can't just like not know what you're eating the whole day. You, you have to like have this stuff planned. You have to have a food scale. You have to weigh it out. It's not like you wake up and just kind of raw dog the day when it comes to your food and you might drink some water. You have to hit your water and your food if you're wanting to achieve your goals. So that was definitely um, kind of a culture shock for me when I first started getting into bodybuilding was just learning how to track macros, learning I have to weigh everything out. I can't just like throw it on a plate or a bowl. And then being conscious of drinking my water because nobody drinks enough water. And I feel like when you start you're more aware of how much water you drink you realize how little yeah drink water <laughs> contributes to a lot of fatigue that people don't realize like yeah yeah you, i mean your energy levels are going to be low if you're not drinking water and hydrating so mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of how i gauge like if i'm i can tell sometimes i'm like okay why am i so oh i haven't had water okay let me go do that and like your eyes get dry and like things like that so it's kind of you can sort of tell um, you can get like muscle cramps too oh, really badly i never had a muscle cramp i always hear about them though you have never had I've a muscle. I've never had a muscle cramp. What? I had like a Charlie horse. Oh, those are hell. Like a like a, I get calf them a cramp. Oh, no, in like the middle a foot of the night. Cramp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just had them like sleeping cramps. Yeah. I've never had like a, a gym cramp. Yeah. Which is curious to me. I've always wanted to see like what that feels like. They don't feel great. I would imagine. They feel really the foot bad. Foot cramps don't feel great. No, so yeah. It's, it's on like that scale. It's like a Charlie horse. Dude, that's the worst. You're like sleeping in the middle of the night. You got to get up and do like the fucking. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, you wake up and like. Stanky leg. Like, <laughs> you at like 3 a.m. You stub your toe. <laughs> your cat fucking. You're like clinging yeah. to your calf, screaming. Yeah. <laughs> you literally wake up from a dead sleep in yeah. agonizing pain. My boyfriend and, like, thinks it's a burglar. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> 
Just just Charlie horse. <laughs> I get Charlie horses all the time in prep. Like, Damn, really? At least like once a week, I'll get a Charlie horse. Damn. Something to look forward to. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if you're not as prone to cramps, maybe you won't get them as mm. often. But yeah. my, cra- my, my cramps, my calves would be sore. Yeah. How bad they would get. Oof. It's just not, yeah. Not a good time. Not a good time at all. Be prepared for the cramps. <laughs> yeah. So that's something that you have to be aware of. And then a sleep schedule. That's another thing people just don't, they kind of just go to bed whenever. And like if they work like, a, let's say a normal Monday through Friday, nine to five, people will go to sleep at a decent time Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends, they'll just kind of, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they'll just kind of raw dog life again with mm-hmm. um, the sleep really schedule. Relate to that. Yeah. So, and if you're trying to make gains and be serious with the gym, you have to like adhere to a sleep schedule more than just a normal person because sleep is, I think sleep is the most underrated form of recovery. Mm -hmm. I say this all the time on my Instagram, but I firmly believe that it is the most underrated thing and way to build muscle is getting good sleep and having a sleep schedule because your body's not building muscle when we're in the gym or we're up and running around. It's building muscle when we're resting and sleeping. So Obviously, we want to prioritize that because that's when you're going to build these big muscles that you want. Mm -hmm. So if you're tearing it up in the gym, that's great. But if your sleep is ass, it doesn't matter. You're not going to see as much progress as you could. So, yeah, that's And I'll kind of give my uh, two cents on it um, because I just started, like, I've been in a bulk for, like, a year. So I'm just now coming up on, like, my first show in the next couple months. But... So as someone who's been in lifestyle for a very long time, um, I would say like for people who personally, I think weighing is too overwhelming for somebody at the beginning or even the middle or whatever. If you're not, if you're not trying to compete, I don't really think, I think looking at the portion sizes is great. You know, if it's saying like one cup of rice and you can literally tell, you know, okay, this is like a fucking full plate, like you're, you're going over, but I, for a while, and I made, I've made plenty of gains by just knowing, okay, I need to eat two things of chicken a day and a, you know, cup size of rice and and vegetables and, um, just kind of like intuitive eating and, you know, just being mindful, you know, protein shake, things like that. Like, I think that doing that and starting with the consistency of just getting that down portion control, um, drinking a lot of water that will give you the confidence to then, if you want to start weighing things out, definitely go for it. And of course, when you're bodybuilding, it's, it's, crucial but i i don't think it's necessary for lifestyle people because you can feel like you're failing if you don't do it every day you know like it's yeah i think if you're you're starting from absolutely nothing like no experience at all no healthiness because i came from already eating really really healthy and kind of like portioning and not overeating or eating trash so it's easy for me to kind of transition into macros but like you're saying i think if you're going from eating mcdonald's every day and like not tracking anything yeah. To just do not doing macros. I think it would be a good way to just get into it by cleaning up your diet and just being more aware of what you're eating. So I think that's a good tip. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Just so I, and like I'm a personal trainer. So like I just see, you know, people at the beginning, it's a good reminder of like their mindset. And it's just even little things like what's the difference? What is creatine? Like I have people who just, 
don't know anything from from square one. So it's like if I know if I were to throw them and like, hey, can you measure this out? They'd be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's like just giving them like little things that can give them encouragement to to just get those meals and like so many people under eat. Like mm -hmm. that's the that's the problem I see the most with it with clients is like they're just not eating enough, and so. I think giving them that first and, you know, it's cool to see people then like me going from, okay, like I've got the portion control down. Now let's see what we can do with the scale. And I never thought I could weigh food out. I was like, that is fucking ridiculous. Why would I weigh <laughs> food out? The, the, bitch, now I'm weighing out like peanut butter. Butter. Like it's just. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's because crazy. But a it, tablespoon of peanut butter is not a tablespoon of peanut butter. It's not. It is so not. tiny. It's, it's, it's such a humbling. Like you always mm -hmm. think, like, oh, a tablespoon. Yep. I'm just get a spoon and just get a scoop of it. Yep. And it's like, no, it's, it's like, not that. that's like two, <laughs> two portions of that. Yeah. So, and it's cool too, because if you're just going to, if you're not ever going to transition to scaling things, at least you can see like eyeballing it and being like okay i know i'm going over on this like yeah so even if you do it for a little bit just to kind of see like get an idea of what the portions look like you don't have to do it forever so yeah i think that was a good a good topic on um, scales and then with sleeping um definitely one thing i noticed with when i started to lock down a sleep schedule and this was definitely recently um i bartend as well and i do events and i started having to say no to late night weddings like I set a schedule for myself and I was like, okay, I, I can compromise with 10 p.m. But other than that, like these 1130, you know, late weddings, I just I can't do because it's like that's going to that affects you going to the gym the next day. So, yeah, sleep is very, very important. And you will learn that you have to start saying no to things that are going to throw it off because you, you know, you stay up two hours late and then boom, you're you're thrown off for the rest of the week. So, yeah, um, definitely a good point with the sleep. I think that that kind of uh, transitions really well into the next bullet point that we mm -hmm. had, which was family, friends, relationships changing. Yes. And I have had a lot of experience with this, especially in the last year since moving to Austin and getting way more serious with bodybuilding and kind of just not losing friendships, but just like growing out of friendships because they didn't mm -hmm. really align with my goals. Right. And obviously this is extreme because I am competing in an extreme sport, but for me, it's really, really hard to have relationships with people that don't take the gym as seriously as I do and they don't compete. They don't – it's just hard because my yeah. lifestyle is such an extreme that most people just think that I'm either uh, self-centered, I'm crazy. Like, they just don't really understand. Yeah. And so I had to do a lot of, like, growing this past year and just coming to terms with some friendships I've had for years and years and years that – yeah. It's just not really like bringing any, it's not making me better as a person and it's mm -hmm. not aligned with my goals and that's okay. I yeah. mean, it's it, it, people come and go, they're there for a reason and they don't have to be there or forever. Or a season. <laughs> they, <laughs> a reason or a season. True. <laughs> but yeah, you just have to realize that not everybody's going to accept or be, accept or be receptive to this change that you're wanting to do and bettering your life. Yeah. And some people might come around to it after you you stay consistent and it just becomes normal routine for you. They might come around to it, but not everybody's going to be that way. And it could come from more so of a place, at least I think it comes from a place of self or not selfishness, like jealousy from their end in mm -hmm. a way. Because if someone's truly your friend and truly cares about you, it shouldn't matter if you want to do bodybuilding or compete they should still support you because they love you as a person as a friend and you obviously want to keep them in your relationship or in your life yeah. and keep that relationship if you genuinely cared 
But if they're making it more of a like personal issue and they feel like, oh, well, now you're just at the gym or now you're not staying up late. I now I don't have a drinking buddy. I don't I think that's a fair weather friend. That's not really somebody oh, that yeah. you want in your life because definitely they're they're not going to bring anything to make you better and challenge yeah. you to be better. They're just keeping you in a place that you're trying to get out of. Yeah. So it's okay to just be like, all right, well, it was fun, but I'm going to go make <laughs> this, friends. With... All right, I'm going to head out. Yeah, I, I'm going to head out. <laughs> it's not me, it's you, but it's, yeah. I mean, no, yeah, it's like a switch. It's not, what's, what do you say to people? It's me, it's not you. It's not you, it's but me. It's, but it's you, not me. It's it's, you it's and a also their me, problem, it's not us. <laughs> yeah, not you. If you're yeah. doing something to better your life, if a friend really cared about you and you had a good friendship, they'd obviously want you to do that, and they'd probably want to do that with you because yeah. health is really important. So yeah, it's and I think kind of an opposite experience for me was, um, and it's it's really fascinating to listen to like her to give her experience with it, and mine's a bit different. Um, but having friends who completely support my journey and completely understand why I'm doing it and are inspired by me and, you know, get in the gym and, you know, are doing their own form of exercise and things like that. Um, and like I said, they, they, there's never any, you know, bitching, moaning, complaining, nothing like that. However, um, that guilt that I experience of having to say no and being having to leave her. And there's other reasons why I also experience this, but um, the, and we'll talk about that later. But uh, for now, one part of it is you know, I have to leave events early. I can't stay out late. I, you know, um, going to things, bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, whatever it is. Um, I know that's going to send me into a tailspin with my sleep and like, you know, like you said, so there's going to be cheat days and, you know, days on, you know, on end. So, you know, it's, it's having that support, but also knowing that like, I shouldn't even be there. And like, you know, then I look like a, I feel like a bad friend because how could I not? You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. how as much as friends can support it, I think there's, you know, there's sometimes a point where it's like you don't fully understand and I completely understand like that. And so it's like letting people be valid and feeling that way, but also just, it's hard. It's really, really hard. And I think that's important to have gym friends who do understand because not like, you know, under like who do it? Like, you know, like we would never be like, oh yeah, let's go out to a club till 2 a.m. Like, and, you know, like I said, I've never had any of my friends give me any fucking grief. None. So it's, but again, it's like, it can be difficult when you're the one leaving early, when you're the one who can't go on the trip, when you're the one that, you know, is bringing the meal with you and, you know, can't go to brunch the next day because, you know, alcohol and things like that. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of been my experience with it. But luckily I've found friends who also do this. And so it, it makes it easier to verbalize those things and have acceptance from them. So it's, it's really cool. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Yeah. I haven't really had that so much until I moved down here. And mm-hmm. now it's just, that's all my friends are supportive. So it's yeah. not weird if I'm like, hey, I'm just not really feeling it today. Like I'm in prep, so I'm, I just really don't want to go to this event. Nobody takes it personally. They understand. Yeah. Because they're either bodybuilders or they're surrounded by bodybuilders. So they get the mm-hmm. life. And it's not weird to roll up with a fucking Tupperware or just <laughs> like drink water. Everybody's rolling like, up with a cooler. Yeah, like it's just not weird. Yeah. And like everybody's always like, okay, well, I got to train first and then we can hang. And it's not like, yeah. oh, you can't just, it's just, skip yeah. the gym. Oh, man. God, I hate that shit. That, I've rarely heard that one. But that I leads do, into like, my like, next point with the day. Oh, wait. I wanted to say one more thing because yeah. I did think of something. Yes, um, let's hear it. When I was living in Florida, 
this, I did actually come across this. This did start to happen. Not, it wasn't so much the people around me, like make it, it wasn't anybody saying anything to me, but I was like in an environment where I was outgrowing it. You know, mm-hmm. like I looked around at one point and I was like, okay, this is not what I should be doing. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is not all like, and it got lonely. Kind of like it a got why really, am I really here lonely. moment. Yeah. Cause yeah. it was like, okay, everyone wants to Sunday fun day. Everybody wants to go thirsty Thursday, wine Wednesday, taco Tuesday. Dude, it was some, it was some event every, I'm not even kidding you every single day, like clockwork. And it was hard like to start turning that down. And again, no one, no one like, there was a little more pressure to go out. Like, come on, just come out. Like, oh, it's going to be fun. Oh, you, you don't have to go to – it was more of that. But it was just like I just felt so lonely because I only – I didn't really have any gym friends and yeah. at all. And I was in lifestyle, of course. But like, dude, I was trying to lose weight. And that's really hard when you're trying to lose weight and you've got all these temptations in front of you. So that was definitely the most difficult part. And that was when I realized I was outgrowing it. And it was really, really, you know – and the people were great, but it was just, you know, that, that was definitely a growing moment for me. And, you know, here I am. So, okay, we can lead to the next topic, but I, wanted, I did want to share that. <laughs> no, that's a good point for sure. Um, and that I... was college days. So that makes sense. You're going to outgrow your college town, but anyway, yeah. go ahead. Um, so my next in that same category was the dating side of it. Cause we kind of discussed like friends and friends and family can kind of go hand in hand. I feel like they're very similar. So we can kind of lump that into like the same, yeah. like how your family acts. I feel like I'll touch on family really quick. Yeah, touch but on family. Friends, for, family, relationships. For me, I'm lucky enough that my dad understands bodybuilding since he was a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not weird. Like, he's so cute. I went home in he's October so and December. He is cute. I just met him. Yeah, Kat just met him the other day and she loved him. Um, He loves Kat and he's Darian. He precious. was so like excited after he was just like what a lovely couple so it was- i know <laughs> my boyfriend was like oh my god it was so nice to just talk to an adult man who yeah. like gets it like who's doing it and i was like literally oh. it's he's he's a he's refreshing yeah um but yeah so my dad competed and he loves bodybuilding he loves that i compete like that's like our father-son thing mm-hmm. <laughs> The Home Depot trips. When he was in town, Kat, had, I was like texting her and I told her I was like doing um, father-son things like going to Home Depot with my dad. Shit was so I'd text her later. <laughs> but yeah, because we just do like, I'm not like a normal girl. Um, He's a bruh girl. Very bruh. Heavy on the bruh. Heavy on the bruh. Um, but yeah, anywho. So my, my dad, he will text me and ask me, okay, what are you eating? How would you like it prepared? Do you have seasonings on it? What can I pick up at the grocery store? He will do all these things and have all the food like ready cooked for me to eat when I get there because he knows I have a food scale at his house. I have a a body weight scale. Like he knows that I need all these things. There's a gym right down the street that I can go do my cardio at. He lets me use his truck whenever I need to go to the gym, whenever I need to do cardio. He's very supportive of all that. And it's nice. And it's been easy for me because since he's a bodybuilder, it's like, it's not weird. Yeah. Like he gets it and he's not going to be like, oh, well, how, like how come you can't joking? eat? Yeah. yeah. He's like, okay, well, we can just figure out when you have a cheat meal, we'll go out to dinner that day. Yeah. But I'll, you'll cook your meal at the house. I'll cook something and we'll stay home and watch football or whatever it is. And it's not, there's no pressure from him yeah. to like eat. Yeah. So for me, I've been very, very lucky in that aspect, but I do know a lot of my teammates, friends that compete and their family is not like that at all. And it's very, very hard for them to navigate competing and even if you're just serious about your fitness and you you don't want to go out and eat every weekend with your family like you want to just kind of stick with meals and make gains it's hard when your family isn't a bodybuilder family or a fitness family Mm -hmm. because 
they don't know why you're not eating with them. And they take it personally. And sometimes, especially culturally, like I am partially Italian. And yeah. with Italian oh, wow. <laughs> culture, uh, you eat. Eating is a love language. That's a love language. Yeah. I, I mean, it's definitely one of my love languages. Yeah. I, even though I do this, I love food. And when I go home, if I can, I will enjoy eating. Like over yeah. the holidays, I enjoyed time with my family. And I think that was, I'm a diehard bodybuilder, but there is a time and a place. And over the holidays, for me personally, that's my time that I can enjoy with family. And I'm not going to be sitting there on Christmas weighing out the food. Yeah. If I'm in not. like a prep, like when I get to the pro level and there's like a show, if I'm competing, that's different. But I'm going to do everything I can to avoid doing that during the holidays. Because for me, that two months is when I can enjoy it with my family. Yeah, so, 100%. Yeah. But – some families aren't going to understand if you are sticking with your meal plan. So you just have to be prepared for that because it might be uncomfortable to go to these family outings and you bring your Tupperware and then your family or your grandma takes offense that you're not eating her chicken casserole or oh, something. Poor Grammy. Yeah. Like they might. She don't get it. She's never going to get it. No, they're never going to get it. And you just have to be generation. okay with that. Yeah. And just don't get discouraged and don't feel peer pressure either. Yeah. I've been in situations where I felt peer pressure to drink, eat. And, like, this was early days. Now I'm like, fuck you, I'm not doing that because I don't want to. Yeah. But it took time to learn it's okay to say no. Yeah. And if these people don't want to support that, that's their own issues. Yeah, I think it makes people feel that this is, I think, a rare breed of people. But, like, if they can get you to break what you're doing, it's like, haha, they're weak. Yeah. Like me, you know? Mm -hmm. Like. We know those types. But we do know those types. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we know the type. We, we we're thinking of the same exact we're type. We're thinking of the same. <laughs> same, same. Anyway. Same, same. <laughs> um, but on kind of like related to what you said, um, I don't have a fitness family. I am the only fit person in my family. And, you know, I think there's – I see a lot – you know, because when you see somebody who works, oh, like – and you're like, oh, my dad does it too. Oh, yeah, my mom – like it's kind of in the family. It's not for me. So my family isn't – you know, my dad is hugely, he's very supportive. He thinks, you know, he thinks it's so, I mean, he's literally just always compliments me and things like that. Um, but it is hard to not be able to connect with my family that way. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they, yeah, there's just that disconnect. <laughs> <your dog>. <laughs> um, there's just that disconnect of, you know, them not understanding and like the conversations like, Oh, that's nice. And it's like, oh, you know, that like, you can just tell they don't get it. They don't care. Not that they don't care what they just don't, they just don't. Yeah. It's, it's just it's, going it's right just over just their a head. Thing that, yeah. Like they would never understand how hard I work or, um, you know, things like that. And so it's not ever like, Oh, let's, you know, it's almost like, like a foreign language. It, to people. it is like when you talk about it, like one, like you said, they don't get it, the intensity that you put in. Yeah. But, like, when you talk about, like, macros, like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, and, like, there's, are you weighing out your food? And yeah, like, they're like, is that, this an eating disorder? Yeah. Like, they just don't understand. Yeah. And, like, my family doesn't, like, they, like, mildly joke me, but it's not anything to where I feel, like, uncomfortable. Like, they're, yeah. they're supportive. But I will say, like, if you're a parent and you have a kid like this, it would have, it, just with the family, you know, anyway, what I'm saying is, it, I wished that there would have been a little more like trying to bond with me that way. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, Hey, yeah. well, you know, like j just things like that. And you know, again, it's just, it can be lonely when you're the only person in the family who cares about their health, like to that extent. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's, that's just my experience with it. But yeah, I can imagine on a higher scale where it's like people really dogging you for 
for not eating and, and things like that, it's probably even lonelier. So, um, but yeah, I mean, at the same time, like there's come a point where my family has started to actually look at what they're eating. Like, yeah, I definitely have helped them look more at their health. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my mom's gotten in the gym. My dad's been cutting back on, on certain foods and, you know, they've kind of changed their diet around, but you know, it's, it's nice to see it now. Um, but yeah, it would have been cool when I lived in the house, you know, like let's all get on this wave and yeah, um, things like that. But so. I think that if you're not a family that does anything fitness and you have a kid or somebody that gets into it, like what your family did with actually kind of like wanting to change some stuff, I think that they, you should be more receptive and like, why wouldn't you want to change kind of yeah. your healthy habits just to live longer and have better health? Yeah. Like just be more open to it yeah. and not take it personally because nobody gets into fitness and takes it this seriously because they're like, I need to get back at my family. Yeah. Nobody like, I promise you, I'm not going to just food. My mom's a great cook. Like, I'm, yeah, I like trust me, like... dude. Like, Oh, I wish I could eat whatever I wanted yeah. whenever I wanted and my family's food. Like I, I wish I could do that. Yeah. But we're not doing this to like get out of spite. Yeah. Like every, we're doing this for a purpose and it's our, yeah. like there's a why behind it. So. And there was a, they're definitely started getting once it, they saw like serious, you know, I was yeah. getting serious results. There was like a point where like they wouldn't ask me. Yeah. To come. And that's why like certain things earlier and, when I was saying once they see that dedication, yeah, yeah, I think you have much. to almost prove yourself. Yeah. To your and that's, okay. you know, that's, yeah. that's okay. I think it's, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, now I think about that. Yeah. There's definitely like, like, Oh, there was like, I remember, you know, can you, can you eat that today? Or yeah. are you able to eat, you know, a, an off meal or, you know, yeah. I'd get excited and be like, Oh, I can eat it. You know, I can eat your food today. And be like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, so there was definitely, there's been some acceptance and stuff. So yeah. Um, that's my hot take, but uh, what else are we going into? Moving into dating. Ooh, dating. Yeah, Bree's got a hot take. On oh, this God, one. I have so many hot takes on this because <laughs> this is like fucking story of my life because I feel like I only meet men when I'm in prep. Oh, so, man. Yeah, I – okay, this is my theory. I think it's because I'm more confident when I'm in prep because I like how I look in prep. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. I put myself out there more. Yeah. Um, In the off season, I'm just like I want to wear a fucking oversized T-shirt and not talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Don't look but, at me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I'm in prep, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm fucking shredded. Yeah. I feel great. Not really, but I do in my head because I'm getting mm-hmm. lean, even though I'm tired. But yeah. yeah, so I have come into a lot of different situations with men in the past over preps. And for me, obviously, none of them have worked, but it we always go into it. I make sure that I tell them how serious this is to me, how important bodybuilding is. I make sure to tell them I'm, I'm in prep. This is going to have to come first. Like I'm not going to sacrifice something I've been doing since 2018 for some guy I just met. Like my goals have to come first because this is something I'm doing for me, not yep. for anybody else. And at the end of the day, I'm going to put myself first. It's not selfish. It's just being knowing your worth and not sacrificing your goals. Cause I always yeah. spent way too much time. Like, with my ex with the right. addiction like putting other people before myself and i'm just too old for that now i'm like i would rather achieve my goals than put them on hold for a relationship that might probably isn't gonna work yeah. so um i always make sure to lay that down at the beginning and i think that that's something important to talk to them about if it's a potential person you want to date is just letting them know how serious this is to you and how important it is and just so they're aware and they're not blindsided by it but I, I I tell them, I tell every single one of them how much it takes and how deep 
and dark in the trenches it can get, especially in prep. It is a different level. Like, it's not personal, but I'm going to be tired some days, most days, probably every day. I have a lot of fucking cardio to do. I have a lot of training to do. I have to eat my meals. I can't go out to eat. I'll go with you to do things, but, like, I'm not always going to be down to do stuff. Sometimes I just want to sit on my couch and watch a show. And you're more than welcome to come with me, but, like, I'm just not going to have as much energy once it hits a certain point in prep. It's temporary, though. And that's what I think people don't – this generation is so – they just need everything to be so instant gratification that nobody's willing to put in time to things. Right. And so when I'm like, okay, I'm done. Well, not done, but uh, my show's in four weeks, yeah. like four weeks. And then it's going to start getting better. And people can't hang out that long. Cause they're like, well, that's four weeks. And it's like in the grand scheme, scheme of things, four weeks is not a long time at all. Yeah, and month. people don't want to put the effort into it. Cause they're like, ah, I want instant gratification right now. Yeah. And so they're, yeah, but which is sex because yeah. in prep you don't have a sex drive because you don't have hormones. No, you do. That's a lie. You do, but it's super important, important to emphasize because it's not personal like at all. And if you're dating specifically like a bodybuilder that's doing prep, we don't want to have sex at the end of our preps. Like when you hit, I'd say like the six-ish week six-ish, seven, eight-week mark. Mm-hmm. It depends to person to person, but it's just not. We don't care, dude. I just, I don't want to be touched. I don't want to, like, you are so tired and exhausted. Like, I, I'll hang out with my person. I would love to be around them and just be in their presence and just, like, talk to them and do things. But, like, when it comes to sexual chemistry, there is none. And you can't take it personally because it's literally your body. Yeah. You are in such a, like a spot with your your hormones like you're just not gonna have a sex drive and that's like totally depleted. yeah it's totally normal and you're also not eating so you have no energy and you're overdoing it on the cardio and the training yeah so it's like obviously you're not gonna like your body's gonna put energy into that not wanting to have sex i feel like there is no chance in hell we're convincing any of the lifestyle people that this is a fun thing to do <laughs> no <laughs> i'm like perceiving you from like a, a, a lifestyle position I'm like god that sounds miserable like but honestly i'm though, starving and i have no sex drive like, i hope it does because i think there's too many people like this is this might this might piss some people off i think there's too many people that compete that shouldn't these days and because mm-hmm. i don't think that everybody understands how bad it's not bad but intense it is yeah and it takes a specific type of person and people don't realize that until they get into it. And then when they're not in a good place at the end of it and they have an eating disorder, they blame bodybuilding. And it, it irritates me because it's not the bodybuilding that did that. It was you're already you were already in that state of mind. Yeah. You didn't have a good relationship with food to begin with. Yeah. And all bodybuilding is going to do is just intensify something that's already there. Yeah, that was so, kind of like what you said with the um... – like the what, PEDs? PEDs, yeah. yeah. I don't think that PEDs, like, change people. I think that it just intensifies your your personality. So yeah. it's like you can't blame prep for being a shitty person because it's – you're not a shitty person. You're just – it's – well, you are a shitty person if it makes you shitty. It's not prep. It's just you as a person. So you need to do some reflecting. And that's, like, what I learned over my first couple preps. Like, my first prep, I was an absolute nightmare to be around. <laughs> Like and Bradzilla. Literally, dude. Yeah. And it wasn't even that bad. Looking at it now, that's so fucking easy. Like, because I didn't – every prep you get better and you push harder. But it, I had to reevaluate because I genuinely like to do this. 
But I was making everybody else's problem. Yeah. And it's not right. everybody else's problem. You wanted them to suffer with you. In the yeah. And it's like, dude, you could literally stop this at any second. Yeah. Your first world problems of deciding to starve yourself, like, yeah. cry me a river. Yeah. Like, you are doing something to, yeah. to put yourself in this position. You're not being forced. Right. So, but anyways, back to the dating aspect of it. It's just, it's hard to date as a bodybuilder because they're not going to get it most of the time. And the guys that at the beginning were like, oh, yeah, I totally get it. I'm here. I support you. They lasted like a month, a couple weeks, and then they were yeah. they were over it. So just be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Just it will. I mean, all of them are gym guys. So you hmm. think that they'd understand. Not but to that level. It's not, not to, to that, that level. level. Exactly. It's different. It's so different. It's very different. And so if you're getting into fitness and you're serious about fitness and you're I mean, bodybuilders are hot, obviously, like where you're going to be attracted to them. So if you start pursuing somebody that competes, you need to be prepared. Even if you're very serious and you track your food, you're not going to understand until you do it. Yeah. So just don't be, try to bring them down to don't make them like be smaller because you're, you don't want to. And it's OK. You don't have to want to compete. It's just like then don't date somebody if you're not going to try to understand the lifestyle and be understanding of it. If you're not in a place with your own self-esteem to be able to handle that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. And be your own person. Like, you can't make somebody adjust to you, you know? Yeah, so, and that's, that's the thing. Like, you just, you don't, you know, Brie doesn't make people adjust to her, then they don't adjust to you. Like, you know, it's like, it doesn't align, doesn't align. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just be wary of that when you're getting into being serious about the gym, even if you're not competing. Just like, I dated normies before too, and that never, ever works. Because if you're, this was before I was like a serious competitor. This was just like, I went to the gym every day and I mm-hmm. track my food. And I went to bed early. These norm, normal guys didn't understand. Like, they'd ask me, oh, do you want to come out? And it's like, no, I, I got to go to the gym. And they'd But get, you want to come to the gym? Yeah. And they'd be like, no, I don't want to go to the gym. Yeah. And, like, it just – they didn't understand why I, I spent so much time in the gym, which I really didn't spend that much time. But to somebody that doesn't train, that's mm-hmm. a lot of time. Damn, you've been in there for an hour and a half, two hours? Yeah. Six days yeah. a week? Uh-huh. Yeah. So they just aren't going to understand your lifestyle. So you just need to be prepared for – for that because it might be somebody that you're really interested in but it's just not going to work because they're not understanding your lifestyle oh man i got a whole story on that one that's when i first got into the like really got into fitness um when i was like 20 and i moved to florida and um i was i dated one guy we were on the same level with the gym so that was fine uh he did suck though (laughs) i will talk i will definitely be unpacking that one Add a, I, ooh, I'm Perfect. ready to talk about that one. Anyway. Yay. Um, Add it to and the then, list. And then I dated somebody else after that who was, compl- you know, frat boy, was not in the gym at all. Not even a little bit. Um, and I was like, I had made some seriously good progress. And I'd been in it for about two years at that point. And um, I dated that person. And, you know, I tried to get them in the gym with me. It was just kind of a joke to them. I'm just going to go pick some stuff up and put it down. And, you know. And eventually I, I moved my line a hundred million times and I, I, um, just kind of, I stopped working out for like an entire year and I literally gained a bunch of weight and it's my own fault. Like no one told me I needed to stop working out, but it was just like, I felt like, again, it was like that insecurity of like, I wasn't ready to, you know, like say no to this person that I liked, you know, it was like, okay, well, I don't like the, so then, yeah, I gained a bunch of weight and then, you know, that ended and it gave me such perspective of like, okay, I can really only date people who are in here with me, you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm gonna, and I always said that I was like, I'll meet my next person at the gym. And so I did. And now I'm dating somebody who is, we're doing, we've got the same coach. We're going to, you know, same show. 
meal prepping, you know, things like that. And so it works. And like, I think, you know, meeting him, I was lifestyle and he wasn't competing, but he was like weighing his food out. And so then that made me be more serious about it too. And I was like, okay, now I need to weigh my food out. And, um, you know, I got, I just, and after that it was like, okay, I'm going to compete. And then he decided to compete. So it was like, we both pushed each other in certain areas to level up. And now we're where we're at now. And, you know, we're getting ready for a show in like six months. So that's a good experience with it. I think that's mm-hmm. like best case scenario. Um, yeah. In the, in this world. So at the very most, just don't move your line. If somebody doesn't want to be healthy with you, then you need to find somebody who does. Because you will move your line and you will eventually feel like, I'm so, why am I skipping Sunday funny for this? Like, you know, it'll get in your head. So if you're not in a good mental space, remember that. It's, again, it's all up to you. So mm-hmm. that's my speech. Yeah, I think that's a good point to end on with that point. Um the next one that we had is just so it's kind of the same as the last one, but it's just your mindset changes. So kind of like things that you need to change with your mindset. And we kind of touched on it from like a competitor standpoint and understanding that you're deciding to do this and nobody else is like forcing you and it's a you decision. So if you're hungry or the flip side of it, you're tired of eating because you're not mm-hmm. used to eating. Like, don't punish everybody else around you for yeah. decisions that you're making. And that's in every aspect of life. Like, you shouldn't be a shitty person towards people because of things that you're deciding to do. Yeah. It just yeah. doesn't make any sense. Doesn't, why are you doing it then? Yeah. Don't be mean to people because you're just unhappy. But you, because of With something. the decisions you're making. Exactly. That literally <laughs> is insanity if you say that out loud. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> it doesn't even make any fucking sense. Yeah. It's silly. Yeah. Yeah. So just, just like reminding yourself, cause it's going to take mindset shifts don't happen overnight and it's going to take time for you to like get, develop a good mindset, probably months to years, but you just need to remind yourself that you're doing this because you're trying to better your health and you have goals. And this is something that takes time. So you just need to be dedicated to that and just redo your mindset on how you look at this stuff and it not look at it as like oh this is hard this is challenging but looking at it as more so of a privilege like it's a privilege mm-hmm. that you get to do this cuz there's some people like in the world that don't get to just eat what they want when they want yeah they they starve they don't get to go to the gym and lift up weights to build muscle mhm yeah like they're like hiding and running for their lives and terrified like yeah yeah that's a really good point yeah we get to do this like at a gym like a building where we just go put weights, pick them up and put them down. Yeah. <laughs> to, put them down. to build muscles. Like, <laughs> and there's people in the world that are like starving and living in poverty and like, yeah. yeah. So you just need to think of it like it's a privilege, not yeah. a punishment. Yeah. And I think, um, what was I going to say? Sorry. I literally like just blank all the time. Um, I think just starting with like, little changes like like we were saying like filtering out certain people filtering out certain habits like and not being hard on yourself if you fall off a day you know like I still do like I still have days where I'm like I'm not sometimes I don't get my food in but that's a good chance to and I always look at it like this like the number one thing for me that has helped keep me focused and not just falling off the wagon constantly is managing my emotions and I think I recommended the book on this a couple weeks ago um, how to manage your emotions mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day all the decisions we make are based on our thoughts which are based on our emotions so it's like if you're if you don't have any control of that and you're just living in your head and like making decisions based off your mood that was a big thing I learned like mood is wh- is why I ma- I've made every decision and that's why everybody makes a decision so it's like if you learn how to regulate your emotions 
you're going to have an easier time making good decisions and like drawing boundaries with people. And it's not going to be so, you know, it's not going to hurt your feelings to draw boundaries. It's not going to hurt your feelings when someone doesn't understand you. It's like just staying in your own lane and like not letting the projections of other people affect what you're doing because we're in a minority. Like we think because we get on TikTok and we see our whole feed is, is gym people, right? It's not the majority. Like if you go out to Walmart, like we're probably the most fit person in the place. So Mm -hmm. just keeping in mind that like, it's like a very, very small percentage. And I think I saw somewhere this might not be true, but I saw someone, I don't, dude, I never remember where I see things. So like only 1% of the population successfully completes a prep. I mean, I could see it. Yeah. 1%. So it's like, when you think of it like that, it's like, yeah. You really, really have to have your shit under control and like. Well, it's it's that fucking hard. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, people need to realize that before you fucking compete. Yeah, I'm getting like, ready to find out. It's <laughs> I'm gonna so... fuck around and find out. <laughs> <laughs> it is so fucking hard. Yeah. And like your first prep, because like I said earlier, every prep you get better, and every prep you push harder, and then when you reflect after your last prep you're like okay this is where i can prove i can push harder here i can do this i can do this Mm -hmm. so every time you get better and better but it doesn't make it easier every time yeah because it's still like a mental you have to like it's almost like you're building and pushing past barriers in your mind every prep Mm -hmm. and every time you prep you push past barriers that were there it's like pain barriers yeah you break it's painful it's so painful (laughs) like who like, it's not like a, a super great feeling when your muscles are killing you. If you, I'm being honest, it's like, it's really ass. Yeah, it kind of sucks. It's awful, but. It's not the best. We, you have to like look at it, like I said, as a privilege. Yeah. So trying to just make embracing the suck and make the shitty fun. And you just have to remind yourself, this leads into a good point with my last one is what's your why? Mm-hmm. And it, you have to have a solid reason why you're doing this and why you're putting yourself through this shit. Because if you are doing this because – there was one girl that was – oh, my God. She was telling me once. She was like, I want to compete because my ex wants to compete and I want to do it before he does. Oh, no. And I was like, what? Oh, no. That's the only reason? That's an awful reason. You're going to crash and burn because, like yeah, – you're going to hate yourself a lot Yeah, more. dude. Because it's it, – okay. It's not even for you. No. Like, don't do it for other people. Don't do it out of spite. Don't do – like, you do you're a fucking, like – somebody else. That's yeah. That's a horrible way it, to live. Don't pick bodybuilding for that. Do something else. Do a fucking pageant or do some mm-hmm. bullshit. Like, bodybuilding is so much harder than what people think. It's not – you just die and get on stage. It is yeah. so much, like – so much worse than just dieting like it, it gets so bad and there are so many days where i would just sit there and like want to cry yeah. because it is so fucking hard and you're so tired and you you can't remember anything you're forgetful you're fucking starving you go to bed hungry you wake up hungry you're just it but you have a why and my why it gets me through that because it, I'm staying true to myself. Yeah. And if your why is for other people and not something f- with you, it, you're not going to succeed. You're going to fail because the yeah. why is the only thing that's pushing you through this prep. Yeah. So, and even if it's not prep, if it's just deciding that you want to have a healthy life and uh, just start working out or whatever your goal is with fitness – you're you still need a why and you still need a reason why you're doing this whether it's because 
you're in a bad healthy or health state and you want to get healthier or you want to lose weight and be comfortable in your body again or you want to be an example for your kids or whatever your why is it needs to be something for you and nobody else yeah yeah and to ping pong off of that one thing that I definitely learned over the last year after like gaining the weight in COVID and the relationship and things like that and just kind of really neglecting myself was um, when I got back into the gym it was almost like I it was like a form of self-harm for me like I was like punishing myself like I was, yeah. I was in there for, <laughs> yeah. I was literally in there for fucking hours I would drink the strongest pre-workout I could find with and I would chase it with a bang and like Jesus. I was I'm not kidding you like I was literally in like so much mental pain that I was taking it out of myself in the gym and I think a lot of people do this and they don't realize it and it's like the thing that kind of has caught it, it I had a little bit of an identity crisis for a little bit like not even that long ago where I started to realize that as I healed that reason why I had gotten in the gym again to begin with had was starting to fade I wasn't angry anymore I wasn't I wasn't, I didn't like the way I was treating my body. I didn't like how I felt, you know? And so I would go in the gym happy. And then I'm like, what? I can't push the same weight. You know what I mean? I'm not drinking, I'm not drinking the bangs. I'm not drinking the pre-workout. I'm not, you know, doing all these things. I don't have alcohol pumps. Like I'm literally just in here. And now I'm like, well, what's my why? You know, it was like, so I literally very, very recently, like when I moved to Texas, like I had to re-find my why because I started noticing there that, that level was not there anymore. And so, you know, just, I say that to say, I very much encourage you if you're in the gym and a lot of people do this, when, if you're in the gym because you've gone through a breakup, pain, whatever, whatever the hell it is, you're working through demons. At some point you have to work through the demons. You can't just be in there with the demons every single fucking day. The demons need to go away. So it's like, do that, but then still have a why after the why should be you're growing into loving yourself and you're doing this for yourself, not because you're in pain. And so I think that's so, so important to hear because that was like the biggest fucking game changer for me this year was just doing it out of love and then saying okay well what thing am I still struggling with being able to public speak which again is funny because I'm literally sitting here on this podcast but my (laughs) my why was not to look good or anything like that it's just to have the confidence to stand up on a stage in front of people be able to give speeches at my friend's weddings things like that I've always been fucking terrified of people perceiving me and that is this is my way of, of getting over that so Find your why and don't let it be from a place of pain forever. Let it be in the beginning, but not forever. And that's my speech. That's how I always end sentences. Yeah. And that's my speech. I literally do that with my therapist. We should put that I'm on. Like, and uh, that's my speech. We should put that on a t-shirt. Dude, it's like, I know. <laughs> it's like that force coming. He's like, and that's all I have to say about that. I'm not kidding you that I don't know how to end sentences any other way. I'm like, yeah. And that's all I, that's it. I don't know how to start sentences or like statements. I'll be like, all right. All right. Or, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I can't just start speaking. Damn. I know it's like, so annoying. Just stop it's talking. So annoying of someone, me. Someone put like, "You don't know how to end sentences." I'm like, "Yeah, I just they're like, just don't just end. Just, just don't, don't say talk. that." Yeah. Like, how do you know if I'm done? Yeah. Should <laughs> you stop talking? Like, no, I think I need to announce it. Like, and yeah, that's like then I that's need the them speech. to know that. <laughs> I'm finished. I'm done. Or they need and to know what I'm starting a point. The end. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay that's yeah. funny well these those are good good points yeah. i feel like that that was a really solid um advice giving speech speech, <laughs> speech. so speech, speech. <laughs> we hope that helped yeah. anybody that's getting into it so getting yeah we do have some book and songs here we go um song and book book and song song book book song what's the book spook spook 
We got bong. we got bong. <laughs> I like bong. I like bong. Well, let me do mine because it's on the topic of this. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Normally, I would not. Normally, I go second, but when it's on when it's related, um, the five a.m. club is gang it's shit. It's not like a long book either. It's by Michael. What the hell, Michael? L- Sorry, guys, I can't see anything. Michael Lombardi. Lombardi. Um, it's like two hundred ninety-seven pages, so not long. But um, yeah, it's like a long. It's like two hundred ninety-seven. <laughs> Sorry. <pages. laughs> uh, Eleven tips to help you wake up early, energize, and get things done. Product productivity and time management. So. Nice. For any of you trying to get into this shit, um, we wake up at, f- what, 4 a.m.? I mean, oh, if I'm in prep, I'll, I'll wake up around, like, 4.30, but yeah. now that I don't have to do as much Four cardio, 6. <laughs> 5.30. Yeah. I get yeah. to sleep in a little Yeah. Now. I'm like, all right, just, you know. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just get up early. Start your day. Be be, be up before the sun is. Yeah. Be up before everybody else is. Yeah. That's a confidence boost. Early bird gets the worm. Mm-hmm. All the worms. Okay, yeah. go ahead. What's your song? Um, It's called Collide by Justine Sky. Oh, I think of, featuring yeah. Tyga. It's a good one. I feel like I've heard that one. You 100% have because okay. it's trending all over. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've used yeah. that in my reels for sure. I will say I have, I was listening to the song before it started trending. So. 11, my sister's that way. She's like, I just want to say that I found this person before anybody else. Like, <laughs> and I give you credit for that. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> I feel your sister because I hate that. I hate when if something blows up. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to look like everybody else. Dude, that's like me with fucking like narcissism. I'm like, I was talking about it fucking first. Or yeah. Like, or like conspiracy theories. I'm like, yeah, when yeah. y'all were fucking calling me crazy, me, yeah. and my, me and my friend, yeah, now who's right? Like, I'm like, oh, it's cool now, isn't it? Like, eh, but, you know, it's not. Yeah. It's okay. That was me in, like, junior high with smoking weed because I that smoked weed so first. Funny. And everybody was like, mm. And then they all started smoking weed and I was like, moved on like to. Like, we fucking own it or something. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. It's like, I've moved on to big girl drugs now. Like, yeah. y'all are just starting out with the fucking cannabis. Yeah. Like grow up wow <laughs> be an adult be a fucking be fucking for real <laughs> all right y'all hope we'll you enjoyed for, it yeah this was a great episode so we'll catch you guys um on the flip on the flip flippity flop <laughs> all right bye bye